The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Uh, good morning, everyone. We're super pumped to be back this week. Uh, the warm-up, all thanks to Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose, but we are winning here today because we're going to bump a show coming your way. Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you, Moons. Welcome to you, mate. How are you going? Wallo, I am well, thank you. Hello, everybody. Um, just a quick one. Did you ride some horses on the weekend or I something? D- I didn't. <laughs> I've been in During a western. Week. I've been in a western this week. Because you've walked in like a little bit of a little bit of bow leg there. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I um, well, I didn't really, really want to get too much into it, but I did uh, visit. I'll just say it. I, I visited Doctor Snip during the oh, week. Oh, you had him snipped. And um, let's just say I won't go into the details, but it was oh, please. Quite can, confront- can you please go into the details? We'd really like to know. Quite confronting. Um, if you have had it done or haven't, well, you've got something to look forward to. But um, it was actually the I, weird thing about it, it. It was it was quite scary going in. There's there's no yeah, doubt absolutely about that. it is. So rocked in, get to the do- doctor's surgery. The lady sees me come in. She doesn't even ask me. Just points to where I got to sit with the other guys. Are there a couple of other guys there ripping fellas? G'day, mate. You know, you're like in a cattle yard stuff. about to get That's nutted. That's what it was like. That's what it's like. So we're all lined up. There's three of us. A guy comes out with tracksuit pants on. He's going, oh, bloody hell, boys. And he storms out. like He's, he's walking like a cowboy. Next guy gets called in. He's like, see you, boys. Gives a little salute. Off, off he goes. Comes back 15 minutes later. He said, oh, it wasn't that bad. No worries. I'm still sweating a bit. Anyway, there's a guy next to me. They come out and they call my name. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not ready. He's before me because I haven't, I haven't conditioned myself yeah, have, to be next. You're not mentally there yet. Not, I walk into the room. The nurses laugh and says to the doctor, he wasn't ready to come in. He thought he was ne- you know, one afterwards. And they, they checked the list. Oh, no, you, it isn't your turn. Go back and sit down. Oh, so no. they went and got the other guy, brought him in. So I actually went in twice. So between the time I got in so the heart rate's and, up and saw down. The, I saw the <laughs> things that they're going to use and then went back out, I was sweating. So, yeah, it's uh, scary. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's on a great job, I think. Let me tell you who's on a good wicket is Dr. Snip. Wow, we. Because uh, when I went in, I went in many, many years ago. I think, geez, don't get me um, correct me if I'm wrong here, it might have been around the $700 mark. Yeah, it's about that. Yep. Obviously, you get a little bit back yep. with uh, yep. Medicare and all that kind of stuff. But around that. And yep. he's he's whipping you in and out in half an hour. Less, 15 minutes. And is booked from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. He's only in Geelong for this particular does one. two one, weeks. Or yeah, he, once a month. There, yeah. She was. It was the daughter. Ah. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. We'll leave it there. But it was She's some scary, scary moment. Hey, mate, um, you'd be super pumped this week. What about? Big news um, out of the category. Uh, category. The new stand has been named, which is fantastic. You must be so excited. I mean, obviously, I haven't been told this. You've been you kick five goals in a grand final. Are they uh, calling it the Moon Stand? No, they're not calling it what? the Moon. Joel Selwood's got the nod. Oh, on. you're <laughs> kidding me! Yes. What did he ever do, Captain Courageous? Uh, Joel Selwood has been given the nod. The new stand, which is the uh, Northern Stand, which looks magnificent. Not quite it's finished, going but to be we'll be incredible. ready for round one. And if it is now the Joel Selwood stand, uh, that is a huge, that is a massive honour. Yep. It really is. We're talking, we've got the Ablett stand, we've got Farmer, we've got Davis, uh, and now Selwood. I mean, that just puts you literally at the top of the pile as one of the greatest. I'm surprised that they just went with not one name, but I think if you're going to go with one name, it's a bloody good name. Well, it, 
Look, it is it is a big stand. It is a massive stand. It's well, be, the reason you, I you say that, split it up. Well, the reason I say that in Adelaide they they, they split yeah, them up. That's, that's. I guess there's two teams there too, and was, cricket. Yeah. So that does make a little, little bit of different. that kind. But no, well done, Joel. That is that is unbelievable. They asked me a while ago if they wanted if they were happy with me to name something after me, and they said, "Look, we've got a light bulb in." <laughs> In, ta- in, light bu- in Tower 3. Would but, you like one of those? But you'd have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, it's when like, it blows, yeah, mate, it's your like, name's yeah. done. Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, it's uh, it's no good. Well done to Joel. It's, uh, it's magnificent. And the new terrorist is going to be there too. So if you haven't seen the photos already, mm. uh, go and check them out because it looks fantastic. Look, it is going to be incredible. To hey, year. can I do a little bit of a head wobble? Yeah, if you don't mind. Well, last week on our show, when we are talking about the World Cup, obviously the Australians, fantastic. Won the World Cup. And I said, you know what? We will win the World Cup on the back of our bowling. We won the World Cup on the back of our bowling. Well, I'm head wobbling. Well, I think Travis Head oh, look, won the World he, Cup. Mate, there was an easy, easy target for him to hit at, only because our bowling was incredible. It was, and you did. You, I, I must admit, I um, even though they lost during the week, and you're only as good as your last game. They <laughs> lost a T20, which why are they playing a T20 game three days? Oh, because they're money that? hungry. Everyone's oh, money ridiculous. hungry. Ridiculous. I wasn't confident. I think I said that no one has laid a glove on India this uh, World Cup. But did you uh, watch wow, the lead up on amazing. Fox? Uh, did I? Because when they when they when they announced when they showed Australia win the toss and they they're going to bat or they're going to bowl first. Yep. And they went back to the studio. Mark Wall, you could tell Mark Wall was like, this is the stupidest decision. There was a lot of people. I missed that part, but I did watch the from the first ball. But I, I, there was a lot of people. I heard even. Crash Craddock during the week on Jared's oh, show. Everybody saying, just said, "What are they doing?" But apparently, just the the amount of homework that they did with the soils. Like even Ashwin has come out and talked about. It. He spoke with uh, George Bailey at home during the innings break, and he said, "Yeah, they, they've talked about the soils, browns, the the black soil and the red soil, and yeah. what it does at night and day, and blah 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 blah." So they really jumped into their homework and got it right. Well, they had to hope that there was going to be due, yeah. which there was, but I think pretty much every game there was or just about. So there was a bit of a gamble, but wow. In the end, we cruised home. I must admit, I went to bed when Steve Smith went out. I yeah. couldn't go anymore. It was about quarter to one on a Sunday <laughs> night. I'm like, oh, I've got to work. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep going. Got up in the morning, checked my phone, couldn't believe it. Obviously went back and watched the replay during the week, which was just Where amazing. do you put that? From an from Australian winning point of view, whether it's cricket or whatever sport, I would have to put that at right at the top of the pile. In cricket? Or just in general. In general? Uh, it's right up there. I Zip and two at the start of the tournament. Yeah. And, and you and I and uh, everything, most of Australia, we all just pot them. They're yeah. done. Yep. They're cooked. But I think I asked Bryce McGain, is, yep. has the game gone past this group? Yes. Are we too fatigued like <laughs> England? <laughs> <laughs> and then to come up against, obviously, India, uh, who hadn't lost a game, as you said, at home, Look, they would have been under enormous pressure. Don't don't get me wrong. There would have been huge pressure on that group. But for Australia to do that, that is one of the greatest wins of all time. The crowd wasn't as big as they'd hoped. It was uh, early 90s. They're hoping for, you know, 120, 130. But, I mean, still ridiculous noise. I don't think I've ever watched a sporting event where a run for the away team or a um, boundary for the away team or a wicket for the away team was just met with so much silence. Wasn't it it great? was just amazing. Well, we used to talk about that when we used to go over to Perth or, or play in Adelaide and we used to be just shutting the crowd out. And you'd, yeah. you'd be at home, you'd kick a goal and the, you know, the atmosphere and the noise behind a goal was fantastic. But it was even better when you had dead silence. Yeah, right. Interstate. Yep. You'd love it. Yeah. 
Now, I did a good job, and, and Travis Head hasn't he partied on? Uh, amazing, One of the great celebrations. What a what a twelve months, eighteen months he's had, and uh, I think he's still. Although he, they were in a dry state in India, so you actually can't drink. Can they fly? There in? is ways Can of getting around it. I think I, I saw. Reckon there would have been a would have been a busload of an esky coming. Well, in I saw Alisa Healy was uh, on. Fox during the week and obviously been talking to her mm. husband Mitch about what they sort of did and she's like, ah, oh, you know, there's the embassy comes involved, there's ways around it. You can you can make it work. So they would have probably been in the hotel room because they wouldn't have been really be able to go no. anywhere to drink. Um, so yeah, you know, Travis Head's made the most of that's for sure. <laughs> that was exciting. I tell you what wasn't exciting this week was the draft. Um, I thought mean? it's very underwhelming the coverage, don't yep. you think? But and don't give me a fox line, mate. I know no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying because I don't. I don't watch it. Yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm not sitting there going. I can't wait to see who number one and three and five and twenty yeah. is because I've got no idea who these kids are. Because yeah. this is the problem with our draft. We pump it up so much, but we don't watch any of these kids play unless you're a recruiter or you're right into it. Joe well, Joe blogs down the road does not have a clue who picked twenty three is. I yeah. Well, that, that's exactly right. So. Obviously, we tried or we do compare to the American draft yeah. system. But college, in the NFL college and the NBA. is so like, high school football and, and basketball is on TV. Yeah, and then not not to mention what college is. College is one of the biggest things in the country. But I think we need to. Be, so I guess I'm contradicting myself here, but I think we've got to picture it as in if NBA or NFL players were getting drafted from high school, we wouldn't really know the kids. I know in America they sort of do know them, but yeah. you wouldn't really know them as much out of high school compared to college. So when they get drafted. At, if, say, they were drafted out of high school, that was the system there, They one, you wouldn't really know them, and two, they wouldn't really play straight away, which is what we do. Yeah. So we don't know them because we don't watch them, and then they don't. most of them don't play straight away, so you don't get to know them straight there, away. There so it's not like someone's coming in and having a huge effect. There is a live there's audience a, at these drafts over in America, and they will boo yeah, players if they're not happy, with, they're the happy with the selection. Like yep. that's, how imp- that's how into it invested they are because they know these players – uh, because they watch them every week on, on TV. We don't watch these kids, so we don't know who they are. So I know we're trying to pump it up and make it exciting. It's just very hard when you just don't know who these kids are. So it, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's a, it'll never work unless, and I've always said, put a game a week on. Yeah, I would love it. but that's Even if Fox yeah. do it, put a game a week on, just so people might go, oh, you know what, I've heard about this Harley Reid kid. Yeah, I might just go and have a might, might watch him. Yeah. On, the, on the replay this week. Just something like that because right now we've got no idea. Yeah, we don't know who they are. Yeah. Hey, um, just quickly to finish on the draft, 29 picks in the first round. It does make a bit of a mockery <laughs> of being a first-round draft pick. Um, North Melbourne had about 15 picks, but I think. You know what? I still, with all the uh, the yeah, yeah, all the picks and your points and then, then you've got the father's the sons, you've got the academies and your biddings and it's so confusing. Yeah. It really is. Yep. I, um, I, yeah. You already said, how do you get 29 picks in the top 20? It was a long first <laughs> night for 29 picks. It was like three and a half hours to get the uh, the picks in. So, hey, pick hey, who, 56, who pick 56 I saw, I don't know. But I saw an See, article. See, that's the problem. You don't know. Well, I saw an article a couple of weeks ago saying that pick 56 in the past has been better than pick six overall in the, in the AFL draft. I'd agree with that. There was an article getting around... No, to sort of listing some of the stars that have been picked up yep. at pick 56. A lot of good players at A lot 56. of good players. Um, and they mentioned five or six players, and James Sisley was one of them. Ryan O'Keefe was another. Um, Matthew Clark, uh, Dawson from uh, Adelaide. Yep. No mention of Cam Mooney. Are you serious? In the article. Not one of those blokes have played in premierships, have they? Uh, Clark might have, I think. <laughs> Matthew Clark for the Brisbane Lions or whatever. 
potentially? No, 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 he didn't. No, he was Adelaide. You're kidding me. Looney was not mentioned as a star from pick 56. Premierships, all Australian. Almost a stand named after you. I had a light bulb named after me. That's a joke. Big show coming out. Plenty to get through. Noah Bodick's going to join us from Western United. Played for the Oli Roos in Saudi Arabia during the week. They've got a game against in Ballarat against Adelaide United. We'll chat to him a little bit later. But Moons is also an NRL star during the week. Released a song. Yep. And we thought in your six-pack this week we'd have a look at, I was going to say some of the best, but maybe some of the cringe-worthy effort. Oh, efforts there's no good ones. From sports stars no over the ones. years who have released music. Brett Lee, can't wait. Uh, <laughs> stay with us. This is the warm-up. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. You're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Welcome back to the warm-up this morning. Still plenty to come your way. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Noah Botic is going to join us from Western United. He's been in Saudi Arabia during the week for the Oli Roos. They've got a game tomorrow night in Ballarat. They take on Adelaide United. And Orakunda is... I don't know if you said... Do you know that name? No. He is a young kid from Adelaide United. Oh, Ad- yes, yes, yes. I know Just signed about. this week or last week for Bayern Munich. Uh, went for three million, I think. Is the young man that hit that belter last year, wasn't it? Uh, it was, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's talk if he had have been from Brazil or Argentina, well, it would have been worth thirty, but because <laughs> he's Australian, it's three. So uh, good luck to him. We're going to chat to Noah Botich, who's an upcoming superstar as well, in just a moment. Um, Moons, this week, what do we uh, got? We've got our six pack this week, and your your six pack, and um. Joey Manu, who plays for the Sydney Roosters, mm-hmm. has released a song. Outstanding. Well, I'll let other people be the judge of that, but he's uh, he's released a song and you can get it on Spotify, though it's been taken off Spotify, but it's on Apple Music. Have a listen and give me your reaction. We gon' be alright Cause we gon' party all night No need for sleep, life is short so time is relevant. Come I'll tell you, that'll be hitting every club in the country. Every nightclub in the country will be playing that. He's going to make a squillion. Doing a bit, that song. Doing Quit footy, Joey. Well, he's Music on, is your He's on a lot goal. of cash at City Roosters. If, <laughs> if I was him, I'd be uh, concentrating on those cutout passes or whatever it is in uh, rugby league terms. This, though, is the Sydney Roosters teammates' reaction. It's pretty good, eh? Pretty good song. Joe Marnie. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Oh, this is Joey Money's trash song. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always one teammate. So a few of the boys the have clipped them. So this week we thought we would go and have a look at some of the sporting stars who have released music over the time in this week's Six Pack. Loses Six Pack. Okay, now I think this might even be a bit low for number six, who I'm going to start with here. So this so man, we're not we're, we're not going for six of the best. It's just no. This is oh, it's six of it's you know a lot of balls in the air. Here. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a bit of everything. There's a bit of you know well done. There's a bit of you know you made some money, and there's a couple of just complete and utter cringe. Yes, 
And then at the top, there's an absolute legend. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Hall of Famer. Okay, so we're going to start with a man who did make a lot of money over in India with, with a, I think he did a little bit of acting and more to the point, he did a little bit of music. Brett Lee. Can you tell a girl you don't know that you're the one for me? Do you walk right up or play it cool or simply let her be? Well. Now, let me tell you, he made a squillion from that. Squillion. Um, so it was a duet with a Bollywood star yes. as well. So obviously now this is a man that's had a little bit of a music background. He was in a band with his brother and called I don't Six remember. and Out. Six and Out. There Richard we go. Richard Cheekwee was in that. He band. was too. Richard Cheekwee. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, well done, on Brett. That was a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Now this man is uh, one of everybody's favourites. Now oh. he actually did this after a boxing match. So he had a fight. He won, and Tyson Fury decided to sing this. So. Little psychic. Oh, I don't That's know. I think, that was, I think that was his uncle or something who just had like, just what? tried this to come in. <laughs> but that it was outstanding. I think we all remember that. That was one of the great things well that we've done, seen Tyson, after an unbelievable fight. If you haven't watched his Fury. show, I haven't seen it. My wife raves mm. about it on Netflix. Go and see it, Tyson Fury. Uh, now we get to the cringe oh. at uh, number four. Uh, one of the arguably one of Australia's greatest ever batsmen and, and cricketers, um, the great Steve Smith. I've seen you with your hair down and your bare feet dancing around the living room, spilling wine on your dress. Now, oh I'm all gosh. for learning the guitar and even, you know, singing. You've got to sing along to it. That's the best way to learn from all reports. But you don't post it. You don't send it out. That's in his hotel room. And I know, and I know he's... Was that through COVID? When it they must were, have been. I think they were all bored. I know he spends a lot of time in his hotel room practicing his shots. Practice for a bit longer, I reckon. <laughs> but your shots, because it's pretty ones, bad. Uh, uh, good effort. Okay, number three, we're going to come in with uh, one of the legendary Australian footballers. Um, got himself in a little bit of trouble. He was charismatic. He was out there. It's the great Mark Jacko Jackson. Wow. And again, made a little bit of money off that, Jacko. He did. Actually, he was big in the States for a oh, while. I think, that went, I think an, it might have gone top 10. Was he doing Energizer ad back in the day? I think he was doing yeah, Energizer ad. Yeah, and it went in America and I think it went well. I think that's when in the 80s, AFL was on ESPN yeah. and Jacko was like a bit of a star. He was like <laughs> a, a poor man's McDundee. Yes. Did you ever see him on uh, with the sh- uh, mic? Oh, I was going to talk about Open Mike. Yeah. It was great. Incredible. It was absolutely fantastic viewing. I'm not I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it was all put on, but that's Jack. I think he puts half of it on. I don't know if it was, but God, it was pretty it was amazing. Yeah. Well done. Uh, all right, can I just give a, a, a special, yep. just a special shout out there? We couldn't get the whiz on. I wanted I wanted Warwick Capper on here, but just couldn't quite fit him in. I do oh. love the whiz. Oh, right. So he's not on. Okay. At number two. <laughs> yes. Now, just a little story behind this. So this is a St. Kilda membership drive. Uh, they did a did a bit of song and dance. Now the funny thing is, Nick Rewalt talks about this. He had nothing to do with it. It was going to be all the young guys singing and dancing for their membership drive. And he just lived around the corner, so he thought he'd go down there and have a look. They ended up pulling him in, and he ended up being the star of the show. When the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. It's one of those Can ones we put the video to that? that we're, it's uh, Consider it done. 
because uh, it's the video itself it's the funniest part because that's obviously not them singing well I don't actually know. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> that voice was all right. No, no, the voice was fine, but I there must be an auto tune or overlay or something. Oh, there would have been like press play, and then they just lip sync along with it. But it's the <sighs> dancing; it's outstanding from Rue. and it just never goes away. It those never things. goes so, away. Uh, there you go. All right, number one. Speaking of never going <laughs> away, this has been around since 1987. After the great man, and this is man. This is a hero of mine. Uh, I've got to meet him. He knew my name. I fell off my chair. <laughs> I had him on my wall. The great Stephen Sticks Kernahan. Stand by your man and tell the world you love him. Well, uh, from all reports, well, he, he hates really it. hates it. He hates it. And I get that. But Sticks, I love you. I'm looking in the camera and I say this, I love you, Sticks. And that was one of the greatest things. <laughs> I was eight years of age and you were my hero. Well done, Sticks. Oh, that is one of the more impressive. Uh, I, just, I just think your overall um, delivery and segment was absolutely amazing. It's pretty good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Moons' six-pack this week. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Stay with us. The marketplace not too far away. And West United and Ollie Roos star. No. Robotics to join us next. You're listening to the warm up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the ones that become the stuff of legend to the ones that could pass you by. Whether it's end-to-end -end action or a game of one half. So whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The warm-up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Still so much more to come this morning on the warm-up with Wallow Moons. Hope you're enjoying the show. Get this a special guest in just a moment. James Lane has arrived in Geelong just in time for Black Friday, one of Australia's top furniture homeware retailers is bringing its chic, comfy and stylish designs to Geelong or you can order online. Go and check them out. Black Friday sale. Enjoy 40% off until next Tuesday at the Geelong Gate Homemaker Centre or shop online at jameslane.com.au. We've got our marketplace coming out very soon. I'm going to take a look at Robbie Williams' moons. We'll chat about I that very him. soon. So do I. And I'm going to see him tonight, but I'm disappointed. I'm going to sell him. I'm not selling this guy because he's on fire at the moment. Two goals for the Oli Roos during the week in Saudi Arabia. Back this weekend to play for West United against Adelaide in Ballarat tomorrow night. 5pm kickoff. Noah Bodix joins us on the line. Noah, welcome, mate. How are you? I'm good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Good. I'd say a bit tired, mate. It's a it's a fair commute to get to the Middle East and back during the week. Yeah, legit. <laughs> it's part of the job, but um, got to do what you got to do. It's um, I love doing what I do, so I'm not complaining. It's um, it's one of those trips, I guess. That as uh, if people aren't aware, scored two goals during the week. Congratulations! We'll chat about that in a second. But uh, the Oli Roos, obviously, in their Olympic qualifiers. Um, how's that all going for you, mate? It's a it's a fair schedule at the moment. Of course, now you're leading the line effectively for Western United. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I'm enjoying it. You know, obviously we're sort of in a rough a rough patch at the moment, but um, 
you know, we um, keep telling ourselves and the boss keeps reminding us to, to stay positive and, and that's what we're going to do right to the end. And, and I'm sure the, um, you know, things will turn for us. It, it only takes one game to sort of change everything, change the, the sort of momentum, uh, as, as you say, and, um, and, and get back on the, on the right track. Now, uh, just, just go back a few days. Is this the first time that you've played in Saudi Arabia? And, and just give us the, give us a lowdown of, I guess, the experience, the atmosphere there, and for people that have never been there, how hot it is, and all of those type of things that we we, we see, we read, but I've obviously never experienced. Yeah, yeah, it was my first time there. It was um, obviously a new experience. It's um, you know, you sort of go to these countries, think it's you know they got a lot of money, but then you don't sort of see another uh, the other side of it. There's always two sides. Um, you always these countries and you feel you know grateful for how much we got in it, back in Australia um, you know where we were staying wasn't it was a nice area but outside the area it just didn't look you know all, all like it does here in Australia so it's, um, I'm really really grateful to live in a, a beautiful country like Australia um, and it was hot yeah sometimes but to be honest it was it was raining a couple of times which um you know, kind of confused the boys like against Saudi. It, it started raining, but um, it was actually it helped a lot to be honest because um, it just you know cooled things down and it, um, you know you didn't feel so tired or anything. But um, you know the whole experience was was amazing and um, and to do with a, a good bunch of boys like that and to get two wins was um, uh, just topped it off. Now tell us, you're only 21 years of age, but you've been around the world a little bit already, which I find fascinating with with football or with soccer because I played AFL footy and we only get to play yeah. in our country. But already at 21, yeah. you've, you've played over in Germany through the youth career and all those type of things. Just give us a rundown of when you went there and how long you spent and how much, what, what was your experience? Uh, yeah. Um, when did I go? I think it was 2019 uh, during the year. I, was, I went to the under 17 walk up. Um, it was, you know, a bit challenging to be honest, because obviously it was just before COVID, leading into COVID, so obviously it, it kind of um, doesn't help when you know things are getting shut down and seasons are getting cancelled. Um, and then also when I went, it was during the last year of my school, so I had to do a lot of my studies overseas. But um, I got through it in the end with some some support and some help from back home, which made it easier. And then. During the season, it was kind of challenging. The first year, I was kind of getting injured here and there just because you know different, different football, different sort of mentality, different, um, different everything, different culture. I had to get used to. Um, and then leading into the second season was a bit unfortunate timing because COVID struck and um, and this whole season got cancelled. Mm. I guess it's a difficult one, just being so young. We don't see it. I mean, I know as a as a fan of Harry Kuehl growing up in that sort of era. They're so young, you know, 14, 15 years of age, even younger in some instances, going over and playing football across the world, not necessarily just England, but anywhere over Europe pretty much. It must be like a bit of a, a tough uh, transition to try and just go, all right, well, I'm leaving home. I'm, I'm just a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100% you can say that. It's, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the to the football and, the, and the, obviously at, the, at that time a kid that wants to, you know, do it because it's it's something that he he works so hard for, and he's um and it, you know it is a lot of sacrifices, and it's hard on the family. Like even you know my parents were were upset, but they knew it's it's what I wanted, mm. and it, and they knew that they um they wanted to to support me as as best as they could, really. And and that was the 
the way to do it. Um, and obviously they they did come over a couple of times to see me, so I was able to see them um, every so often, which was which helped me out a lot. And um, you know I've got family over in Croatia as well, so I stopped by there. Um, so you know I wasn't alone um, during any of it. Mate, uh, before we let you go, it was an anniversary just recently of the Socceroos getting to the World Cup or beating Uruguay. And JA, your uh, your manager, John Alissi, you know, it comes up every time. Do you get sick of it? And does he bring it up at training a lot that he scored that penalty? What's the conversation like around the boys? Um, no, he doesn't bring it up um, much, but it's, um, <laughs> you know, we'll probably bring it up today, to be honest with you, so just to, to see his reaction. But, um no, nah, he's um. Put, he's a, put, he's put him, coach. put him at the penalty spot and see if he can make it again. Yeah, I don't reckon he might do a hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I'll challenge him to a one v one. But um, but obviously it's you know it's a major part of our history in terms of getting there and him being a part of that. You know, after so long of not being there, um, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about you. He said you were no good, which I thought was a bit <laughs> strong. I thought he thought he rated you, but no, he's um obviously wrapped with your contribution to the side and hopes for and expects big things, I guess, going forward. But it must be great to have him on board and obviously the championship a couple of seasons ago now. But just having him in as a mentor or as around the club must be awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. To have a, a legend like um, Aloisi John is um. You know, like you say, a mentor is because you know he played in the same position that I was a, as an attacker. Um, so I can learn a lot, a lot from him every every session. It's um, and it always, you know, kind of gives me chills. Like, you know, not many people can say that they they worked with um, a soccer real legend. So mm. it's um, it's a privilege and and an honour really. Yeah, cool, mate. You've got a uh, a big game coming up tomorrow night, uh, five pm kickoff at Mars Stadium in Ballarat against. Adelaide United, it's going to be an absolute ripper, but I must say we need the win. Now, you know that I am on the mic and hopefully calling your name yep. if you score a goal. Now, I've been listening back over the last few weeks. Just the last thing to wrap up here. How do you say your last name? Because every person I listen to says it differently. Uh, it's Botic. Botic. Yep. Botic, yeah. That, okay. that always, a lot of people do get confused because they always say Botic or Botic. Yep. But there's a bit of an accent with the, the itch at the end. So, All right. so can you, if, and I hope you do, <laughs> score on Sunday night and I say it wrong, just come over and give me or a Even whack. just come and grab the mic uh, and no just worries. say your own name Well, now. I'll run after and you can do it yourself <laughs> if you like. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be hearing from the sideline. I'll be hearing from the game. If I, if I hear my name, I'll be like, okay, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Make, sure, right you listen, make sure you're listening out. Mate, thanks so much. Um, rest up. You've got a big game, as I said, tomorrow night. You've had a big trip uh, to the Middle East during the week. We're excited about getting the season back on track. Thanks for joining us on the show this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Noah Bottich joining us from West United. As I said, big game coming up tomorrow at 5pm in Ballarat. Head along Mars Stadium. It's going to be an absolute belter against Adelaide United. Uh, that was all thanks to James Lane. They arrived in Geelong just in time for Black Friday. Enjoy 40% off until next Tuesday at the Geelong Gate Homemaker Centre or shop online at jameslane.com.au. It's one of Australia's top furniture and homewares retailers. It's bringing chic, comfy and stylish designs to Geelong, jameslane.com.au. We've got the Marketplace coming up next. I'm selling Robbie. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. 
Welcome back. Hey, we love your feedback on the show, on our TikToks and Reels and what have you. We love putting some of the content up there. So, uh, yeah, reach out and, uh, yeah, maybe even... Positive or negative message. or yeah, just yeah. positive? No, I prefer the negative. It, it fires I've me up. A, I've had enough negative over my 20 years. Had enough. Speaking of negative, well, it may not have been. How did you go at uh, McHappy Day last week? I didn't ask you. Nailed it. Yep. I was very good at the drive-thru. I think... There may have been three orders that people had to come back and say wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything worse when you have to be not come back and order because that is really bad? But when you go, do you mind going to the waiting bay? Oh, oh it's yeah, just, the waiting bay. That hurts. That's, that hurts. That big hurts. Time. But yeah, there was a couple of those. Um, no, all around it was it was good. It was good fun. Went in there for an hour. It was great. Yeah, no, good stuff. We mate. raised a lot of money. Well, good work, and that's what it's all about. But uh, this week on the show, let's get into the, our marketplace. The Marketplace for Bet365. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Each and every week on the show, it's my favourite part. We buy and sell something in the world of sport. There's been plenty of action this week. There's some uh, really good ones coming up. Let's start, though, Moons, with selling. Selling. This week. I'm gonna. Do you want to kick us off? What are you okay. selling this week? Well, after a great World Cup victory and, and we sat at a, a great Ashes victory, we saw England jump up and down and carry on. I've seen it again with the Indians. Unbelievable. Like the fans, media, ex-players. There was an ex-player who I read somewhere. He goes, I, I will not have, I will not say that they won the World Cup. Yeah. Like, it's buddy, they just held the trophy up. Yeah. It's like they can't believe that the best team didn't win. Or yeah. now they think that the, the best up- team on paper, we should have won. Well, okay, guess what? Stiff shit. I reckon 90% of Indian fans now want, this is legit too, not making this yeah. up, a three uh, a best yeah, of three best final. Of three. Like yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that wasn't fair. The best team should win. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I know we had a poor start and I know we're on paper, we're probably not yeah. India, as good as India. But at the end of the day, we still won nine games or eight games in a row to win it. Yeah. Like, what do you want for So that's why I'm, I'm selling them. Come on. Wake up. We all, wake, we all, we all lose the unlosable. I've been yep. there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. This week, what are you selling? I'm selling Robbie Williams. Now, you, Robbie Excuse we- me? Robbie Williams is in town. He's one of my uh, favourites of all One time. of the in best fact, live I'm shows that you'll ever see. I'm going to see him tonight at, at Dana Green Mount Dunedin Estate. Let's just have a quick listen back to some of his work. This is not what I'm selling, but this is uh, some of his work from earlier in the year when he was on the Blues train. The Conings in the air, everywhere I look around. The Conings everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. Now, he also sang that song... A couple of days ago in Melbourne, Amy Park, celebrating with the Carlton fans. Did he, was a did he get some up. love or did he get some booze? He got, I was a bit of both, but I yeah. think people appreciate the effort yeah. trying to do an Australian thing. So well done, but he made the ultimate mistake. Oh no. He said at Amy Park in oh, Melbourne during oh, the week. I know what he's going to say. Sydney, you're the best crowd. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Roberts. I went to a George Michael uh, concert many years ago with my wife and he did the same thing. And it was one of the greatest shows, but all we talked about was he just got he just stuffed that up. Oh, but, you know, to his credit, he came back out about 20 minutes later and goes, ah, I was just joking, Melbourne. Like, uh, made a bit of fun about it. It's gone. But yeah, Rob, Robbie. Um, he'll, he'll bring it up. He'll bring it up tonight. He'll have you. to. He'll have to knock it on the head. So uh, just say Geelong. I wouldn't worry about saying Mount Dunedin. That might be a bit too niche. But um, if you just say you're in Geelong tonight, Robbie, that would be great. Surf Coast. Just yeah, that'd throw be that in there. <laughs> oh, we're near the Grand Ocean Road. <laughs> Robbie, right, please. Buying. What? I'm going to buy uh, Stephen A. Smith this week. Now, I'm not sure if you heard 
the audio. But so Stephen just explain a. Smith who Stephen a. Smith is, is a, a pundit, I guess you could call, or, or a, uh, an analyzer of the game yeah, in America. People who follow American sports, he's a personality, absolutely, and he earns like fifteen million. A he's year. massive, and he <laughs> always has an opinion on absolutely everything. Well, a young caller this week uh, called in and actually tried to, I guess, trip up. Stephen A. Smith with a quite a unique question. Stephen A. Smith, uh, when you think about the GOAT of sports, do you think about Mike with six, Brady with seven rings? But where do you rank a guy like Lightning McQueen with seven piston cups? And Lightning McQueen, they're both tied with seven piston cups. Strip Weathers, you forgot about him? So they were asking about the Cars movie, about the seven piston cups that Lightning McQueen. I think the kid thought Stephen A. Smith is not going to know what the Cars movie is. Mm-hmm. He went on this big round about there's a couple of people who have won seven and they talked about how many races and lots of stuff. <laughs> they were talking about a fictional TV show <laughs> movie about who was the goat of all time. And it made me think, so I'm buying because I love the co- coverage, mm. but it made me think of something I do and have seen about playing FIFA. Now it's called EAFC. Doing press conferences on the toilet in your own head. <laughs> so if you're doing manager mode, and at the moment I'm managing Liverpool. Are you doing a press conference? In my head, I will speak to the media about things that are coming up, things that we've struggled with over the last few weeks. And at the moment, because Liverpool, as the manager, have got so many forwards. Are you running with three up front this week? Well, I am. At the moment, my stock standard <laughs> is Diaz, Nunes, and Salah. But Jota and Gakpo, they're filthy about not getting mm. the same opportunity. So that's what I'm dealing with at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I understand. So, um, I'm stressed about it, but at the same time, it's a bit of a release. It's good to have a good squad, though. <laughs> it is. Well, well to, managed. Well managed. But you have to work. It's man management. So uh, well done, Steve A. Smith. I just love that different take. So what are you buying this week, mate? This uh, is a ripper. I'm going to buy Greg Popovich. So he's an NBA coaching legend, uh, Antonio Spurs. They were playing the Clippers during the week, and Kawhi Leonard, who was um, former player, well, he's a former, but he's a former MVP champion. Uh, he was back there at home, and this happened. Pops on the mic. He literally jumped on the on MC's the mic, mic during Kawhi's three throws and said to everybody, basically, "Shut up, stop booing. This man is he's, he's one of the reasons why we have a ring or a, or a banner floating." Above our stadium. Yep. And the press conference afterwards, amazing. You don't poke the bear. What? Can you clarify that, though? What, um, I, 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 I spoke English. I just told you. <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about sports knows you don't poke the bear. One of the great men who looks after his boys. He loves his boys. Apparently as hard as hard as they come, but I think he's softened over the years. But oh, it reminded me of a story. So back in 2008, um, see, I, I'm all for you. Talk about soccer before. In English soccer or, or world football, an ex-player comes back or someone who's done something great for their football club, they, they clap them. They cheer them. Yeah. But over here in Australia, we pot them. We even, boo them. Even if even if we got rid of them. Even if we got rid of them. So 2008, Stephen King, who was a ex-premiership player, ex, uh, we won two brown, uh, BNFs, captain, got thrown out of the club virtually – Went to St. Kilda. We played them the year after, and every time he got, got the ball, that Cats fans are booing him. I literally, after the game, ran over to the man on, on K-Rock, jumped on the thing over and said to everybody who was driving home, to every Geelong supporter, that was the most disgraceful thing I've ever heard. Absolutely cooked Geelong supporters. I was filthy on it. Filthy. It's 
<laughs> so you've gone on talkback radio, or you've got the headset on, being interviewed. I've got the headset on. No, I've yeah. gone and grabbed it. So I want, I want to say something. You can interview me. I want to say something. Really? And I've absolutely I've gone never off seen my head because I was filthy that they were booing this man who was just came off a premiership. I've, so this is yeah. what we don't do in our country. We don't do that enough. We don't applaud somebody who's you know been a premiership player. So this will be interesting when we see Collingwood and Hawthorne this uh, this year or next yeah. season with Ginevan. That's an interesting one because, yeah, I agree the same thing. And I think I don't have an issue with players getting booed if they moved and it's a bit of theatre. Yeah. Like I'm le- I've left the club and I've gone to another club. But I find it so hard to believe when a player is traded out because they've been pushed out or moved on and or you know, even delisted and picked up somewhere else. Maybe delisted is probably a bit strong. But those times when, say, like a – Trelaw left Collingwood to go to the Western Bulldogs and then you boo him. Like, you boo him. Like, he literally got pushed out. Brody Grundy. The only one I've seen price. is probably when Gary came down and played at um, Cadinia Park when, at the Suns. Mate. And he kicked that goal from the boundary. I think everyone just had to stand there and applaud him. What else I still feel like Gary Ablett has I, – I, I can never get over it. I, when they, someone brings his name up, he has hoodwinked Geelong supporters. <laughs> I cannot believe he went to the Gold Coast, got all this money, and then they welcome back – they came back and they said, Gary, thank you so much hey, for coming back. he's the son of God. You can do whatever he wants. He certainly did <laughs> do whatever he wanted. He's, he took the money and got the applause. Genius. Yeah, well done to, to Kaz the little... Only, only, little only, only Atlas can do that. He's uh, incredible. Hey, uh, that is it for us this week. It's been... It's pretty good, eh? A great show. Good uh, job so by you, buddy. Well done. And uh, Robbie, tonight, just get your stuff together, mate. Make sure you Come know on, where you Robbie. are. Nail it. Uh, have a good weekend. We'll catch you next week. I'm in the warm-up.